0: Today in Science from Wired. Welcome to the Spoken Edition of Wired. Let's play around with two big ideas in physics. It'll be fun. By Rhett Elaine. The first semester of an undergraduate physics course invariably spends a lot of time on two big ideas. The momentum principle and the work energy principle. Both deal with forces acting on an object, which often leads students to think they are Similar. In a way, they are, and they play a huge role in almost everything you learn during an introduction to physics. Before I give you a great physics question that uses these ideas, I will go over them in a super brief physics lesson. First, the momentum principle says that a net force changes the momentum of an object where the momentum is the product of mass and velocity. Working in one dimension, to avoid dealing with vectors, I can write it like this, F net equals delta P over delta T, P equals M times V. If you consult your introductory physics textbook, you'll see that this is essentially the same as Newton's second law, which states that the net force is equal to the product of mass and acceleration, where acceleration represents the change in velocity. You can rewrite the Momentum Principle to solve for the change in momentum, which is useful. It looks like this. Delta P equals F times Delta T. Trust me, you'll find this equation useful in just a little bit. Okay, now for the second big idea, the Work Energy Principle. It states that for a single particle, The work done on an object is equal to the change in kinetic energy. Work is defined as the product of a force in the direction of a displacement. I can write this as W equals delta KE. KE equals 1 half times m times v squared. W equals F delta R cosine theta. Just to be clear, delta R represents the displacement, how far the force pushes something, and theta represents the angle between the force and the direction the object moves. As with the momentum principle, I can rewrite this so it looks a bit more useful. Delta KE equals F times delta R times cosine theta. Let's take a second and look at these two ideas. Two things differentiate the momentum principle from the work energy. First, it is technically a vector equation because the momentum of an object depends upon its direction of movement. Second, the momentum principle depends upon the change in time. This is important. The work energy principle depends only on displacement, not time. A question of two vehicles. Okay, now to my great physics question. Suppose a heavy truck and a light car start with the same momentum. If it makes you happy, we can say the truck has a mass three times that of the car. Both vehicles have the same force acting on them to bring them to a stop. Which one stops first? If you want to take a moment to think about this, I'll wait. I'm still waiting okay hopefully you have an answer by now if you like you can check with friends to see what they think however since I'm not there and you aren't here I will just share two common answers people provide answer number one the light car stops first since it has lower mass the force acting on it results in larger acceleration this in turn causes the car to slow down more quickly because the truck has a large mass and a small acceleration. Answer number two. They stop in the same amount of time. Yes, it's true that the car has a lower mass and a higher acceleration. However, it starts with a much larger velocity since the two vehicles have the same starting momentum. In the end, both vehicles will have the same force with the same change in momentum. According to the Momentum Principle, they must have the same change in time. Clearly, answer number 2 is correct. The cars stop at the same time, because they start with the same momentum. Just for fun, let's create a numerical calculation for this. Of course, that requires some actual values for the mass of the two vehicles, the starting momentums, and the stopping force. We'll say the car has a mass of 10 kilograms, it's a really small car, and the truck has a mass of 30 kilograms, three times the mass of the tiny car. The initial momentum is 20 kilograms times meters per second, and the stopping force is 2 newtons. A plot of the x-velocity for the car and the truck looks like this you can see that the car does indeed start with a higher velocity, but both cars stop at the same time. Yes, this is a plot of velocity versus time instead of distance versus time, for a very particular reason. Another question about stopping vehicles. Now for the next and more interesting question. Using the same situation we examined above, Which vehicle stops in the shortest distance, and why? Figure it out and explain your answer. I'll wait. Really, you should answer this one. Take your time. I'll enjoy this picture of a horse while I wait. Do you have an answer? Are you sure about it? I really ought to just stop here, but I can't leave this question unanswered. I enjoy talking about it too much to do that. Instead of explaining the answer, I will show you the answer. Here is a numerical calculation of the two vehicles stopping. It's basically the graph above, except you can see the motion of the two objects. Just press play to run it, and the pencil to see and edit the code. The big red box represents the truck, and the small blue box is the car you'll notice the two vehicles leave a trail of dots. I did that so you could see how fast they are moving. The arrow represents the velocity of the car. Clearly, the red truck stops first. Let me explain why. When determining the time required to stop an object, it makes sense to use the momentum principle, since it deals with time. To find the distance it takes an object to stop, I must use the work energy principle. Since the two vehicles will have the same acting force on them, I can compare stopping distances by looking at the change in kinetic energy. If the vehicles started with the same kinetic energy, it would take the same amount of work to stop them. With the same force, this would be the same stopping distance. The fact the two vehicles have the same starting momentum doesn't mean they have the same starting kinetic energy. The car has a lower mass, so it must have a higher velocity in order to have the same momentum as the truck. But since kinetic energy depends upon the square of the velocity, the higher car velocity matters much more than the lower mass. The car starts with a higher kinetic energy and thus requires more work to stop it. With a greater work, the force has to be applied over a larger distance. That's the explanation. But wait! I have one more question for you as homework. What kind of starting velocity would the car require to stop in the same distance as the truck? No, I am not revealing the answer. You're on your own. If you change the starting speed of the car, which vehicle stops in the shortest time? It's your turn to do the physics.